How are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm looking up your, your email so I can see what questions you had. Where we get started. How, how are you doing? You having a good day? Um, so far, so far, so good. Uh, looking forward to this uh, audio conference. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have video, so uh, fine. how it appears on your system. I'll just pin my, my video that way. So I'm looking at to make sure this is a Zoom consult. Great. So all of my thousand followers are going to hopefully watch our call and get a lot of information from this. <laughs> okay. That's a little scary. <laughs> no, it's nothing. It's, all they say is P-E-T-R. That's it. So okay. Okay. Um, no, thank you. I, this is just a way for me to create content for people and give them real life situations for it. So I think it's uh, pretty cool. Okay. So, um, where are you calling from today? California. Oh, from California. So you live in the U.S. I, I don't. I don't have your 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 facts in front of me. I'm looking for them, but yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your situation? What's going on? Okay. So, so, I, can help. so I I live in California. Um, if it was not for COVID, I would have been. I would have left the, the country. Uh, at least temporarily, or you know, I'm in the process of uh, searching re for relocation. Unfortunately, this COVID thing has just, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you know, derail the whole arrangement. Makes everything so, difficult. Yeah. So, uh, so the reason for you know bothering you is to get some advice on what uh, I need to do. So, as I said, I'm a U.S. citizen. Um, I want to uh, go into some sort of a partnership with a friend who is a non-U.S. citizen. He, he lives, he's Canadian, lives in Canada. And, uh, you know, watching your videos and doing some research online, uh, we thought of uh, uh, forming a offshore company, uh, a company or slash trust. And this is where I need your input as well to... Um, for this foreign company to engage or foreign trust to engage in uh, different types of business activities. And one is to invest in uh, the United States uh, in forms of securities, you know, uh, bond stocks, mutual funds, et cetera, et cetera, as well as uh, later on to engage in um, business trades like you know, drop shipping and, and so on. Also buying real estate or maybe, you know, even, engage in rental uh, to generate some income. The idea is to generate income to grow the principal and maybe, yeah, um, use some of the income generated to, you know, for our personal uses. Sure. Uh, okay. So you, you're each contributing some money to, you have a partner in Canada and you're trying to basically just contribute some money and make more money with it, invest it in some way or another, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, so it is a little bit different from your other you know, callers that they're they're mainly engaged in like drop shipping and affiliate, uh, affiliate marketing, etc. This would yeah. be investment in you know traditional securities, ETFs, etc., etc., um, real estate, and and later on, uh, when we're you know fully comfortable with it, and then do drop shipping and, and that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, so, so I'm glad you called because this is uh, your partner is a non-resident, so this does apply. It's really tricky when you have a citizen and a non-resident trying to do business together, because um, the traditional partnership LLC um, thing doesn't isn't always good because of the withholding. Um, uh -huh. So here's 
so you mentioned three different businesses too. The real estate aside, because real estate basically you pay tax wherever it's located, and depending on what how much you're going to invest and what properties you invest in, I might suggest different ways to do real estate. But a lot of times it's easier with the U.S. corporation. Um, that said, it might make sense to have a different company for each uh, business activity you're doing. For example, for the trading, you can have a partnership with a foreign partner for trading. And if capital gain income isn't subject to tax for foreign partners, so you can um, avoid the withholding requirements for a non-resident uh, under Section 1446, that explicitly excludes trading income as a withholdable, as like U.S. source income. So it's not U.S. source income, so it wouldn't be subject to withholding. That, that, and that's the category of the income. So if you have like a lot of capital gain income, you have a foreign partner, I'm fairly certain without doing research and with, I guess with this being free non-legal advice, I'm fairly certain that um, you wouldn't have to have any withholding taxes on that. So an LLC, like a, a partnership might work really well for trading for you guys because you can still pay, pay the taxes on it. It's very simple. It's the simplest of the structures. And then um, um, P, um, your partner would only have to pay Canadian taxes on his portion of the partnership income. So you're suggesting different types of um, companies or vehicles for different types of activities. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you're going from real estate to investing, like stock investing, they're different things. And hmm. you, I would always recommend separate companies for real estate, just because of the legal liability purposes of it, and then for the tax purposes as well. If you if you wanted to, um, and it's complicated also because I know about a lot about Canadian taxes and as a Canadian, an LLC is taxed as, is like treated like a corporation, a single member LLC, but I believe a, a multi-member LLC, like a partnership is still flow through in Canada. Okay. I, I need, I would need, he needs to confirm that as well. So whatever you decide to do here, you need to confirm how it works in Canada as well. Right. But I believe that would work. I, th I think partners using it, um, different LLCs as like multi-member partnerships would work for you. I, just because for the investing, like I said, the, with the withholding for non-residents is a big annoyance there because non-residents don't have to pay tax on capital gains. So you avoid that. And for real estate, you want to keep it separate in case somebody falls down the stairs or, or whatever, and they sue you. So they don't take all the money you have in being invested. Yeah, I, I get your point. Okay. All right. Um, uh, so a few questions. One is, so we were thinking of this, forming this, again, um, mother company or um, trust in uh, offshore. Uh, and again, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing these just because I came across them so many times, like these in, in Panama, et cetera. Yeah. And have that mother company slash or trust to have this LLC here in the United States to be able to engage in, you know, U.S. activities, uh, investments, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you uh, can, is it going to be a, an irrevocable trust? Uh, that is a question. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what we don't, we, I mean, that's. No, for, for U.S. and this is for you, I mean, for you, depending on the amount you're planning to invest, I would recommend you get, um, like what I would do if you were working with me is like a, a written tax plan where we review everything and we like outline different options for you. And then mm -hmm. you can you know, make your decision that way uh, when we analyze all the facts. Um, that aside, I'm going to answer your questions as best I can on the spot. 
uh, a trust, a trust, a contribution to a trust is generally considered a gift for a U.S. person. So if mm -hmm. you have a foreign trust and you put a, a hundred thousand dollars in there, you need to file your gift tax return and use your annual exclusion. And then any money that you get paid from the trust is income. Any money that you receive, you can still manage the assets of the trust, and that's fine. You can also create different companies beneath the trust and use those as well. It might be easier to use like a I don't know. It's more complicated isn't always better. And for as a U.S. citizen, you basically have to report everything. Like you mentioned a foreign company, like a foreign holding company. It doesn't really, it's not really beneficial anymore for U.S. people to have offshore companies, especially for investing, because you have to pick up all the income anyways. And it's just going to get a more, a dis, um, um, less advantageous tax rates because it's going to be either PFIC income or subpart F income when it could be qualified long-term capital gain income or something like that. So the foreign company, I don't know if I would use the, the trust is really more for estate tax purposes, like a U.S. trust, like grantor trusts don't really help you with taxes. They just help with the probate process. If you have a lot of assets in case you pass away, it makes the probate process much simpler. That's why wealthy individuals use trusts primarily in the U.S. as U.S. citizens. For offshore trusts, it is for like, again, it's, it's mostly estate tax purposes. It's it's going to be very expensive to set up, and uh, costly to more costly to operate and to manage, and more complicated to to navigate to use a trust for what you guys are doing, which is basically simple investing and real estate investing. But if you're if you're if if what you're investing rises to the level like a lot of money, like hundreds of, like a, a couple million dollars or whatever, and you need it for estate tax purposes too, then then that's something else to consider. Um, part part of the reason for this. Are you following? Uh, sorry, it's uh, getting pretty technical. Sorry. I said I hope you're following. I know I'm. I'm like I'm just talking out. I'm thinking. I'm talking my thoughts. So I hope it's not too complicated because it's a. Uh, they're like loaded questions, I guess. So let me tell you why this idea of trust came into the picture. Again, you know, this is personal uh, research, and that may not hold. Uh, but uh, part of the reason is that we don't want to have this LLC in the US LLC, which uh, the idea for form, forming is, is to um, lower the amount of taxes. Um, so the idea of having a, a parent trust or company offshore is to not have these incomes generated through investment, et cetera, et cetera, here in the United States, and traced personally to us. Uh, we don't mind paying taxes, but, but anonymity is an issue, uh, both for myself as a U.S. Uh, person and my partner as Canadian. Uh, again, it, we're not trying to evade taxes. The, whatever the trust or company offshore has to pay taxes for their uh, investment activities in the United States through LLC is fine, but we don't, just don't want to have a personal connection to it. Is that... Well, no matter, so no matter what you do, if you have a trust, the bank that you work with is going to need to have, know the ultimate owner of whatever entity structure you use. So there's never going to be complete anonymity from banks if you plan to invest in the banks, unless you have other people that are managing the investments for you and willing to put their name on it to manage the investments and it gets uh, complicated. So 
you know, generally, if you guys are going to be managing everything, running everything, the, the banks are still going to need to know who you are. And if you're going to pay taxes on it, um, if you want to be more disconnected, you use corporations because corporations can, uh, you still have to report the, who owns the corporation, but it's still, it's more, I guess it's more separated than an LLC. But do you understand what I'm saying with, uh, in terms of the anonymity, the, uh, the know your client procedures for banking and stuff, they are, they're always going to need to know who's the ultimate owner. So, uh, I mean, if the all the owner is the company or trust offshore, isn't that don't you do they when the banks accept that? No, they're gonna need a person. They need a person's name. They need to know because I do this for Mexican clients. They open Wyoming Trust and then U.S. Corps owned by the trust and the corps to the investment. That's like a way that we've done some uh, uh, Mexican state estate planning, and the bank still needs to know who the ultimate owner of the trust is because they. You know, it's otherwise drug lords could launder hundreds of millions of dollars, just put it in a trust and then and then like open accounts and trade with it. And it's in the market. It's good. You know, they need to have know your client stuff. And depending on the funds, they we do fund verification as well. Okay. So, I mean, you can, of course, um, the, the anonymity comes from using a company and then not having who knows who owns the company being like public. And that's fine. We can do that. But. In terms of like government and banking anonymity, as a U.S. citizen, if you want to file and pay all your taxes correctly and everything, um, there's still going to be have some level of reporting. Like if you own a corp, um, you still have to put who owns it on Schedule G if you own more than 20% as a person. So, um, um, you know, that's the the anonymity. Really, the most of the stuff you can do is like open a Delaware company, make it a corp, and then no one can look up who owns it or sees who owns it unless maybe they see the tax returns and stuff like that. So that's the, the prime level. There's always more stuff you can do, but I'm just saying for, if you want to invest in us brokerage accounts, they're going to want to know a person's name. So if we have this company or a trust uh, offshore and it would have my partner's uh, name only, and then they, then that, that, trust or company uh, has a or establishes an LLC here and do whatever it has to do here in the United States, then that would not be directly linked to me. Uh, yeah. If you open, if you open a foreign trust with your partner and you have it all set up the right way, and then you open a U.S. corporate subsidy subsidiary of that, then um, you can just operate everything through the corporation and the owner would be the trust and you can just navigate how to open the accounts on your own without with deciding how much information you want to give people and what you want to tell them. The banks mm -hmm. are going to just believe whatever you tell them. Cause if you say, look, this is a corporation that's doing investing, the ultimate owner is a trust and they're going to say who owns the trust or who's the beneficiary or who's the owner, I guess the owner of the trust. And then you say, it's this guy, then that's, they'll take it. So it's whatever you tell them. And so you, uh, so you're thinking that in, here in the United States we have to do a, a corporation as opposed to an LLC. For, for uh, if you want more anonymity, sure, the the banks are more flexible in open, opening corps for people who aren't the ultimate owner. If you have an LLC, they need to know who the partners are, and you both need to be on the account. And then would it have tax con tax con um, LLC versus uh, company uh, and which type of corporation? It depends how much money you're making. How how much are you planning to make and invest? Like what what's what are you like anticipating to happen? 
Um, initially, it's not much. It's uh, less than a million dollars. Investing? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you make, if you're really good and you make uh, 20%, which is really, really good, I'll send you some money too. Um, then you make 200,000. Um, and it depends, I mean, it depends what your personal rates are, how much money you make. Cause personally it's probably less, um, up to about a hundred thousand dollars a person. Cause you know, it's the corporation is going to pay 20%, uh, one, 21% tax rate. And if you reinvest it, um, it's basically 21% and then you pay tax on whatever dividends you take, unless you take loans or whatever on a personal level, if you make more than, um, you know, make, if you're a single person, you make more than a hundred thousand, you're going to be close to the 20% rate yourself. So you want to pay, you want to at least get to that rate. If you're making, you, you kind of understand what I'm saying. If you're going to reinvest everything anyways, it might, it's you, your flat 21% corporate rate is good. Especially if you're going to make a, a million dollars a year. But if you're a person on a personal level, you have access to it and you can get better rates. So again, it's, it's, we're getting more and more complicated with uh, not that much more information. It gets, I'll answer as best as I can. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that with your, with, I'm surprised you're actually doing the call with me like this uh, with your concerns over anonymity. I know there's like, no one can see who this is or what it is, but what's the big, what's the big driver for making everything super anonymous? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Um, I'm just a private person. <laughs> Again, okay. the, the issue, the issue is not, is not, not paying taxes. That is not, I mean, I'm not trying to evade taxes. As I said, you know, whatever the LLC or the corporation, you know, um, makes as far as, you know, investments or whatever, whatever taxes, both of us are, are willing to pay that. It's just that, you know, we don't want to be directly related to us um, for a, a, a couple of reasons. One is, uh, uh, other, I mean, asset protection, basically. That's, Okay, so, so yeah, if, if you want, no, if, so that's the way to do it. If you want to, if you use a corporation, the corporation pays taxes. If you don't use a corporation, use an LLC, then you personally are going to be reporting all the income and paying the taxes, whether it's um, reported, the income's reported to you through a partnership that you have. No one will see that. It's not like public information. It's, it's a private tax return. Um, those, I mean, those are really the options you have. I mean, you could... Someone, if someone's going to pay the tax, it's going to be a corporation or it's going to be you. That's like, uh, I guess you could, uh, a trust could pay taxes, but it's a much higher tax. Trust pay like 35% rates, I think. Oh, wow. Trust pay more taxes, especially irrevocable trust. They're not, like I said, they're designed more for holding companies and estate tax purposes, not for investment vehicles. I see. Okay. So trusts pay 35% and corporations pay 20%. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me tax the trust. Maybe it's, maybe they lower the tax rate for trust too. I just don't do, like I said, most trusts just hold assets and don't actually generate income. Okay. Reinvesting the income that these assets generate, would that be, uh, tax producing uh yeah so so if you use a trust the best most most common way that i see is a trust would own a u.s corporation and the corporation would do the investing so mm -hmm. so then the trust is the owner but all the taxes are paid by the corporation 
And if a corporation makes a million dollars in dividends, but reinvests it all, they have to pay that tax on that million dollars of dividends. So it doesn't matter if it's reinvested. Um, no, um, no. I mean, there's, there's, if you have it in retirement accounts and stuff like that, then there's different things you can, then you don't pay any taxes, but I don't know how you, um, how you have everything set up. If it's in retirement accounts, so it sounds like it's just going to be investment accounts. Okay. No, it's not I me, mean, especially because I have a partner and I was Canadian. So that's complicated thing. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the uh, offshore location, what, what do you suggest as for this? And first of all, is, would it be better to have a offshore company, a mother company or holding company or a trust? And if and in either case, where do you suggest is, is, a, is a better location? And uh, keep in mind that, you know, in, 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 um, although initially the focus is, uh, you know, this, all these investments that uh, activity, business activities in the United States, then we want to expand it to other countries and mostly to Europe. Uh, so where the other company or holding company or trust would, would you suggest to, you know, to have it located jurisdictionally? Well, if you're not, so the trust isn't, is just going to exist for like a corporate block or not actually to do any investing or operations, it's just going to be the owner of this, right. of this company. So yeah, the, we, the, the purpose of the trust, um, Again, I, and this is where your input is important here. And the purpose of that was to keep it anonymous and not directly related to us individually, and have it, you know, have that holding mother company and trust uh, have the uh, uh, LLC or now you're saying corporation in the United States, so that to keep the anonymity. That's the only reason. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, as a citizen, it would be a mess if you have a foreign company owning an LLC and doing investments. You just have to pick up all the tax anyways, but the, as a tax preparer, I'm going to say, I don't want to do it. I'm going to get sent to someone else who's going to charge you $10,000 to figure out how to do your taxes. Because uh, it's just a mess. You have to report the foreign companies and do all the income. You probably won't do a detailed accounting. So, um, it's, so I would say if you use a foreign company to be the owner, use a U.S. corporation, it'll be so much easier to operate uh, and manage taxes because the corp will just make money and pay taxes. And then if you guys need money, you pay out management fees or something. Uh, no. In terms of jurisdictions, I mean, it doesn't matter. We use like the, the, all the islands are good. We use the Caribbean islands in the Europe. They use like, you know, like Jersey, Cook Islands and stuff. Nevis is good. It's cheaper. So we use a lot of Nevis because it's cheaper and it's the same thing. It's just a foreign trust, foreign company. Um, um, so we can help you with that if, you, if that's something you're looking for, opening a trust or a company in Davis. Now, is, uh, so is, is, if I were to do this on my own, would it be any different than having a, a, a foreign partner as far as taxes or corporation or LLC? Yeah, sure. If you do it on your own as the own, your own owner, you can just open an LLC and do it yourself. I mean, The, your brokerage company will know who you are mm. and they're always going to, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know brokerage companies that won't want to know who the owner is. So that's something you're just going to have to deal with and manage unless, you know, like it's, you'll probably save some taxes if you invest yourself, depending on your level of income and everything. And we can run projections for you. 
it definitely makes it easier, sure. But it, uh, it, so in that case, having a foreign holding company or trust is not beneficial for um, no for tax purposes. Uh, it's and, uh, having having a foreign if, as a U.S. citizen, having a foreign company is never going to make makes make your taxes less or easier. It's not going to make your taxes less or easier if you use a foreign company. No, the, again, the idea was not it was not so much the taxes, it was, it was the anonymity. Yeah, that's exactly right. So if you want that an, an, an anonymity and you want to use that, it's going to make your tax filings more complicated and you probably mm -hmm. pay more taxes. I see. Okay. Um, and and so if we were to expand it, uh, expand the you know operation of this LLC, whether it's now we have to decide whether it should be just me alone or a, a partnership with my partner. If it were to expand it to other countries, other areas outside the United States, would that U.S. LLC ha um, be of any help, or do we have to have a, a, a another company in, let's say, Portugal or Spain or you know Panama or whatever? Uh, wherever we want to do the business. Uh, what are you investing in, like the stock markets of these countries? Uh, stock market again, same same, same idea. Uh, stock market, real estate. Um, yeah, real estate. Real estate. You need. You got to need a local company. Hmm. Like no matter where you go, you you're gonna need local companies to give you local legal protection. Uh, you don't need it here necessarily. You can be a foreign person and buy real estate. But, you know, you want your liability protection and you also want to um, separate it from everything else. You want to insulate every real estate investment from the other investments, for, mostly for legal liability purposes, to be honest. Mm. Um, any, any, I, I've heard about this territorial taxes for individuals. Uh, is there any benefit uh, one jurisdiction versus other, let's say, um, Portugal, Panama, Spain, Malta, Georgia, other. What do you mean, like in terms of expatriate, like giving up your citizenship and moving somewhere else and investing? As I said, you know, I, I want to move out of the United States. I'm currently stuck, basically. And so if I were to live elsewhere, uh, I understand that, yes, as a U.S. citizen, I would have to pay taxes no matter where I live. But if I, if I want to expatriate later on, would it make any difference uh, as far as, you know, where do I live? Um, yeah, sure. So, so yeah, if um, the territorial tax is more, is more in reference to um, you just pay tax where you earn your income as a citizen, you always have to report it. There's different things we can do as a citizen living abroad, uh, the foreign earned income exclusion, foreign tax credits and things like that to minimize your U S taxes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, if you expatriate later, you can still use the LLC and invest in the U S and pay no taxes. I have a ton of clients that are living in Colombia and just trade day trading and they pay no U S taxes and they don't even report it in Colombia because they're like, it's in my LLC. They probably should, but they don't, but they don't pay any taxes. So, um, there's a lot of, there's a private, you know, privacy is important, but there's just so many people. I don't even know how. Like the, you know, it's there's just so many people in the world, and there's so much information out there. It's just overload, information overload. So I, these these guys just open a brokerage accounts in their own name and don't do anything. It works out fine for them. 
So to, to uh, sum it, um, you would recommend to have this uh, LLC not as a joint, but as a... Uh, it would be good as a joint LLC. I, like I said, and the first thing I said was, if you're just investing, I think without doing further research that you could operate the LLC and not have, and your partner wouldn't have to do any withholding taxes or pay any U.S. taxes, and you could probably get um, preferential rates yourself, especially if you're earning less than $100,000 a year. Dividends for a single person, you only you don't pay tax on dividends until you have more than 40000 of it. So if you just, if all you earned was 40000 of dividends, you wouldn't even pay any taxes. When a corporation would still pay 10, um, 21%. So the, the, the preference is the LLC as opposed to corporation, but it's only the corporation that, that provides that. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't provide anonymity. <laughs> Some, I guess, a little bit. It's it depends. Yeah, it just depends what information you give out and what they need to open the accounts. What I would recommend for you to do is uh, decide kind of what your prioritize your most important goals and then work with someone, me or anyone um, that can advise you on the con the consequences of doing one thing or the other thing, so you can make a decision. So, if anonymity is is the is a is a priority number one, what would you recommend? And you want to do, I guess the uh, having a, just using a regular corporation is pretty anonymous. Mm -hmm. Just using a corporation and, because um, when you use an LLC, they always want to know who the member or the owner is. If you have a corporation, the corporation is the person. Mm -hmm. So just a regular corporation is going to give you most of really what you need. Uh, still, when you go to a bank with a corporation or a trust or whatever, they need to know who the person is who they're doing business with. They don't care if it's a company. So they're always going to need to know that. But in terms of like market information, stuff that's out there, corporation would be less. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So in that case, the, having a foreign entity is not of much use. I don't think so. No, I mean, you're, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right. Really, the, we mostly use foreign entities for people in other countries who are already not paying. So I'll use Colombia again as an example. If Colombians would use a foreign entity to be the official owner of their LLC, so the income, when it would normally pass to the owner, would pass to that company, and that company mm -hmm. just has a zero tax rate. So that's why it's a, like a corporate blocker. That's the main reason we use um, foreign corporations as different types of holding companies. And it just for you, you have to report everything on your taxes anyways. You have to tell the IRS about everything anyways. But it would be useful when I expatriate? Sure, of course. Right, okay. Right. Okay, excellent. Well, um, we'll have to talk talk this over with my partner and give you a call then. Yes, yeah, I'm glad that we got this on the video. My, I'm, see how many people watch this whole thing of me rambling about foreign trusts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a combination of, you know, uh, trusts and company and offshore and U.S. LLC and so it's a, uh, it's there's a lot of moving parts here. I understand it's it's complicated. Yeah, I'm, hope, I'm hoping the call was helpful for you at least a little bit, a little insightful. Yep. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Peter. Hope to hear from you soon. Yeah. Sure. Have Bye. a good one. Bye bye now. Bye. Hello everyone, today I have a call with a gentleman
uh, a U.S. citizen, actually, who is very concerned with privacy and anonymity, and we go over uh, how he should structure his business with his Canadian partner. He has a partner he wants to do business with, and um, we're going to go through all kinds of stuff. I just finished the call, and I do the intro after I do the call, and it's a really good one. You should definitely stick around. I talk about all kinds of insightful things, so if you're uh, concerned about privacy, and you're especially if you're a U.S. citizen considering doing business with a, a foreign person, uh, then this video is perfect for you. So go ahead and uh, give it a thumbs up already because I, I know it's going to be good. And then let's get to the call. Okay, everyone, I hope this call was uh, insightful, not too uh, too much rambling from me. I uh, think uh, the topics are really interesting, very high level, very nuanced, and it's really not for everyone. But um, I hope you got a lot of value out of it. You learned something. If you have any questions or comments or anything, please post them below. If you want to have a call with me like Peter did and ask me all your questions, I'm happy to give you a long rambling answer to all your questions. You can just schedule in the description below. There should be a link for a Zoom consult with Jim. This next two weeks, I'm pretty swamped, but um, keep checking, keep ch schedule a call. I'd love to talk to all of you and make more content for the channel. So I hope this was useful. Uh, don't forget to give me that thumbs up and subscribe, and I will see you next time. Thanks.